When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back into the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Third hour already here. Thanks for rolling with us. Thanks for joining. If you're just tuning in now, we have our friend Jesse Kelly with us. He is nationally syndicated by Premier Radio Networks. I'm sure you are familiar with his show. His Twitter account is also a source of amusement for many across the country. Mr. Jesse, good to have you on, sir. Oh, well, it's an honor to be on the biggest show in the country, and I know you're honored to have me as well. As always, sir, as always. <laughs> so, Jesse, I, I want to start with, with this the Biden White House for a second. Uh, Joe Biden's supposed to be heading to Europe, they're saying. You know, Kamala's already been over there. Joe Biden is supposed to be heading to Europe, I believe, uh, next week is what's being talked about right now, as if that is something that is supposed to make us feel better about the situation. I mean, I, I see everything from Biden these days through this lens of, I, I am angry but not surprised that they put this individual in a position where when things really get tough and rough, we see it was reckless. It was insane to make this guy the president of the United States. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, Buck. As soon as I heard that, I heard that this morning, I, I got legitimately worried. I mean, beyond the normal, you know, you and I get to laugh on the radio, being playing, you will we'll yuck it up over about what an idiot he is. It is legitimately a concern to have this president personally reveal how feeble and not doing well he is to other parts of the world. I, it, it's not a stretch to say all the bad guys are on the move right now because they look at the half-functional human being in the White House. I do not want him presenting himself in person to other people. He is not doing well. His mouth hangs open. It looks like he's half asleep. He does that stiff-armed walk, and everybody who's looked into it knows exactly what that means. Well, what what are these guys going to think when they meet that guy in person? They're going to think we are pathetic and not going to do anything. Jesse, this is much less serious, but I saw this, and I thought, I bet you have a take on it. Buck and I were talking about it uh, off-air. 
Did you see where Elon Musk challenged Vladimir Putin to a uh, basically a trial by combat Game of Thrones style, which I love. But one, like Putin is 69 years old, but he's only 5'7". What percentage of Americans do you think Putin could defeat in a trial by combat, basically, you know, with his background? And who would be the best American to pick right now if we had one a legitimate Game of Thrones trial by combat style? Like, who would you go with? Obviously, we'd have to try to stay in the same age range, I would say, Clay. There's no question about it. The thing about Putin is everyone talks about him, you know, with his KGB background, and they'll bring up the judo thing. Yes. You don't know how good the guy is at judo. If you didn't give the guy a black belt, all of a sudden you're going to be found hanging from your belt in the shower. (laughs) So, of course, he's going to be given it. You don't know that he knows anything. I don't know that I buy into this Vladimir Do you think you could beat Putin in a trial by combat? You yourself, you're a big guy, Uh, you were a Marine, or do you think he would beat you? I would pummel that tiny little tyrant into a bloody pulp and enjoy every single second. But again, I'm 40. That's more of an age thing than anything yeah. else. If we're going to, oh, let's see. You know what? You know, you know, I bet this would be a good match. I'd like to see Putin versus Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is a little chubby. He's a friend of mine. But so I can say that he's a little chubby. He's a little younger. But probably not what you'd consider some kind of martial arts master. Putin versus Cruz would be like a celebrity boxing match I'd show up for. If we're talking about fight to the death, then we better pick one of the Democrats because, look, they're, they're more happy murdering people than people on the right. Speaking <laughs> of Jesse Kelly, syndicated radio host and apparently uh, analyst of combatives and mixed martial arts <laughs> on the side as well, um, Jesse how do you how do you think uh, we're handling? I mean, sorry, I, I was going to pivot back to a, a serious thing here for a second because uh, I've been worried all along that what's going to happen is in the early days of the conflict in Ukraine, there would be everyone. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people would say, oh, you're right. This is not our fight. We've been through too many wars already. And then the videos would come out and then the the pounding of the cities would occur with artillery and rockets. And now it's out. You got you got Zelensky going around to uh, to Canada uh, to their parliament and tomorrow speaking to the U.S. Congress, straight up saying we want a no-fly zone, we want you guys in on this. Are, are you confident that that's not going to happen? Because I'm I'm starting to think that it's just a matter of time before enough people say, oh, we have to do this without thinking about what doing this would really mean. No, I'm not confident it's not going to happen because it, the tail wags the dog now constantly. We've become a society. Well, the world is, not just America. We've, we've become a society that is, honestly, it's run by social media. And people can say, well, most people aren't on Twitter. And that's true. Yeah, but the people who make the decisions are on Twitter. And they live on Facebook and Instagram. And they do run foreign policy based on sad videos they see online. And that's part of the reason we are so mixed up now is emotion governs everything. It doesn't matter if you're solidly in the no, no-fly zone camp right now. One video comes out tonight. It could happen 15 minutes from now. It could happen while we're sitting here talking. One video comes out of some bombed-out kid's hospital or orphanage, and they haul some dead kid out in Ukraine, and you'd have 70% to 80% of U.S. soccer moms in this country beating down their congressman's door to go invade Ukraine. That's, just, that's how we run now, and it's a very... Very dangerous place to be. And back to what we talked about in the beginning, the, the, the stopgap for that is the doddering old fool currently masquerading as president of the United States. So he's not going to be able to withstand that kind of pressure if it comes down on him. He doesn't have the strength for it. It, it is amazing you mentioned that, Jesse, because, and Buck and I were talking about this off the air, too, 
The number of people that are willing to withstand 24 hours of bad news in order to make the right decision is almost non-existent. Everybody is so afraid of that social media mob coming after them. And I think you can draw a direct analogy. Look, the George Floyd incident uh, Mm -hmm. and its aftermath. We decided uh, to have a legitimate debate in this country, we really did, over defund the police. Black Lives Matter basically became a sainted organization that was had every uh, major company in America genuflecting at their altar. And the natural result of that, and now people don't even want to acknowledge it, was thousands of people died who would otherwise be alive of violent crime because we took away police officers and, and their ability to implement the actual law and protect people how do we get back to not allowing emotion on social media to dictate every response or we so far gone it's impossible to hope that that could ever reverse itself i actually i'm known as a pessimist or maybe a bit of a cynic i do have a hopeful take on that clay because everything you just said is correct however On a macro level, I think we have to acknowledge that social media is still fairly new. And so what we're having a hard time doing as a society, whole countries are having a hard time doing this, we're having a hard time adjusting to something I call the nuclear news cycle, where the bad part about where we live now because of social media is it burns really, really, really hot. For 24 hours, and, I, and I've, been, I've been under these, so many of these, more than I can possibly count. For 24 hours, it's not just your enemies coming for you. Your mom read about it on Facebook. Oh, no, your sister saw something <laughs> yeah, on Twitter. Yes, Did you hear yes. what they're saying? Every, it's your friends who are coming at you. For a 24-hour period, you feel like the entire world is coming down on you. But there's a good side to that. It only lasts 24 hours because there's always a new story, always a new scandal. People just breeze right along from gigantic stories like they're nothing. If you can just withstand 24 hours, keep your head down, shut your freaking mouth, you'll end up being fine. And I think, I think societies haven't adjusted that way yet. CEOs haven't, politicians haven't, regular people have not. We've not adjusted to the nuclear news cycle, but it is so new. I think we need time to adjust. Jesse, you probably have seen there's a lot of whether it's members of Congress, Democrats, obviously, although I think one or two Republicans actually as well, although they're the Republicans who spend all their time bashing Republicans, um, referring to people that are trying to look at all aspects of either U.S. intervention or what led up to the invasion of Ukraine and throwing the word treason around. I mean, notably, you have sitting senators saying Tucker Carlson's guilty of treason. You had the idiots on the view saying that he should be investigated by the Department of Justice, which I think we have to take somewhat seriously insofar as the Biden regime will tell social media companies to shut people down for their wrong think. So, I mean, what are we to make of the fact that people who are now opposing military intervention in a country in which we are not at war and do not have a critical national security interest are being called traitors by the apparatus? Well, we're, we're to make of it that they're telling us how they really feel. <laughs> this, this is not I, – I, I, sometimes it, I get frustrated with people on the right because they still want to live in this pie-in-the-sky world where we just, you know, we could have a disagreement between the right and the left, and let's sit down and have a discussion. No, 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 no. That's 20 years ago. The people on the left in this country are happy to have you dead right now. They're happy to have you arrested. An uncomfortably high percentage of your fellow Americans would happily have you thrown in jail or 
shot for what you believe. I know people don't want to talk about that. They don't want to acknowledge that. That makes people uncomfortable. Why do you think the mask slips so often? How often do you see a major media figure, let alone just, you know, the normal Joe on Facebook, how often do you see a major media figure or political figure either celebrate the death of, of someone on the right or wish for the death or wish for their arrest? It's all the time. It's all the time because that's how they think. They're not liberals now. They are full-blown communists, and communists believe in murdering as many people as they have to to accomplish their goals. It is a sick evil religion of destruction and that is hard for people to accept because you don't want to look at your neighbor across the street that way but if your neighbor across the street has a biden sign in the yard and go green this and all that other stuff i got news for you your neighbor across the street would turn you into the doj to have you thrown in a dark hole without a moment of hesitation that's reality we're talking to jesse kelly after that dark analogy i've got a positive story here to close with jesse Uh your boy buck my co-host here has just filled out his first NCAA tournament bracket ever. Now, you and we were having dinner down in Houston when I told you this, and you were in as much disbelief as I was. Uh, and by the way, a couple of people who also work on the show had never filled out a bracket. This blew my mind. Does this blow your mind as much as it does mine? I don't honestly. We tried to pick Buck's brain about it that night when we were sitting down for dinner. I still didn't get a good explanation how that's possible. I mean, that is something that the Buck has been CIA. He's been around the block. He's been around the world. No one ever handed you a bracket, Buck, and said they didn't hey, have a CIA bracket back? challenge. Like there was never one in the office. Like nobody was doing this. Was it? Was it not allowed? Just involved which countries were going to have governments that <laughs> fell. You know, there was no. <laughs> There's no sports. He's picked Villanova, by the way, Jesse. Have you done a bracket? Do your kids do a bracket? I've got my kids filling. We have a family bracket challenge. Do you guys do this? We have a family bracket challenge, and on the line is somebody gets to pick all the entertainment options for that night, which whoever in the family wins gets to pick the entertainment options. And I have a son who who loves the worst board games in the world. We're all just praying he doesn't win. Otherwise, we're toast. What is the worst board game in the world? He, th- there's a Jaws board game. I can't explain <laughs> it on the radio. It's the most atrocious complicated thing so you could say jaws or you could say a classic like monopoly or risk we play those all the time as a family but they always end in a family fight every they also time never elite, end. oh it, they never end and when they finally end everyone hates each other so those, those are probably the top ones outstanding stuff jesse kelly his show six to nine p.m on many of these same premiere stations appreciate you my man be good thanks boy. jesse All right, Uh, let me tell you, one of the happiest places in our nation is the Legacy Box Campus in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Not open to the public, unfortunately, but it is home to a team of over 200 technicians trained to digitally transfer your family memories from videotapes and family film reels onto computer files. Every day, the Legacy Box team gets a new delivery of incoming videotapes, pictures, Super 8 film reels, slides, you name it, every possible media form contains happy family memories from long ago. The smiles and sounds on each of those videos and film reels are endless. Everything is received at Legacy Box, hand-transferred to carefully transfer each memory onto a digital file that lasts forever. That's why Legacy Box so busy. Videotapes from 20 to 30 years ago, they start to disintegrate. And in order to preserve those memories, by the way, a lot of you probably didn't even know that, videotapes disintegrate after 20 or 30 years, which is why you need to make sure you digitally transfer those. And Legacy Box has the tech and gear to do just that. 
while you and I and everybody else out there mostly does not. Right now, Legacy Box has a $9 tape sale. Just $9 to transfer each video cassette. That's more than two-thirds off their regular prices for digital transfers. Go online to LegacyBox.com slash Clay to take advantage of this sale and preserve your family's memories forever. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay. To get the great offer, LegacyBox.com slash Clay. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another healthcare provider. HealthLock.com. HealthLock.com. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome back in Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a minute. Jesse Kelly was great. Gordon Chang in the last hour was fantastic. We're going to be joined by Mark McDonald here in about, uh, what, six or seven minutes to talk about the mass delusional psychosis. He is a psychologist that he believes exists in the country surrounding COVID. And, Buck, I, I actually was cautiously optimistic. So, my 11-year-old flew by himself, first time ever, uh, on a Southwest flight early this morning from Nashville down to Florida, where I am. So I went to go pick him up at the airport early this morning. His mom put him on the plane in uh, in Nashville. 
And when I walked into the airport, I had totally forgotten I didn't have a mask uh, because I wasn't flying myself. And I hadn't really thought about the fact that I would have to go stand in line and get one of those gate passes and then go through security to go get him. But what I was blown away by is no mask. I stood in line to get my gate pass. Nobody said anything to me. I thought, well, maybe I should ask for a mask up at the gate because I've got to go through security. I kept it around my chin. Nobody said anything to me. Over half of the people, now this is northwest Florida, Panama City Beach area, but over half of the people walking around just weren't wearing masks. And it made me wonder, are we rapidly moving towards where maybe you're going to have to put one on in the airplane, but almost no one inside of the airport itself wears one? This has always been somewhat true, though, where there was peer pressure, and I, I was yelled at a couple of times by random airport staff to put a mask up but it's very different because they what do they get what do they really i mean they could call the police and try to squirt that's you right. out of the airport but i mean that's that's pretty extreme. That's excessive and by the time they do that you say what do you mean i got my mask on um on a plane though they know who you are you're flying their airline they ban you, you from flying for forever life. right so yes. that's so they they've got that that big stick to hit you with on the plane and that's why people have been, you know, listening to the idiocy of mask up between bites for as long as they have. But Clay, we'll talk to this psychologist in a, in a moment here about this. There are people now. There are a lot of people walking around New York City still outside. They can't break alone it. with two masks on. I'm still seeing one all over the place. Some still wearing double masked up. And there are kids who, in school, you got to think about this. You've been told if you're a good person, if you don't want to die, you got to wear a mask. And then the adults say, okay, you can take the mask off now if you want to in a lot of places. And it's, well, do, am I sure I want to? There are a lot of children that there, that turns out because they've been so brainwashed with fear by Fauciite lunatics that even though they can technically not wear a mask, guess what? They're still wearing masks in school because they're terrified. No doubt, Buck. And also keep in mind, I mean, when you're a little kid, two years might as well be 20 years. Right? Do you remember when you were like in kindergarten how long a school year seemed? I mean, the difference between kindergarten and second grade, which is how long we've had kids now wearing masks, I mean, that's a huge part of their working memory, always wearing masks. And so we're going to talk with this psychologist, Mark McDonald, because I do think this is worth discussing. What's the long-range impact of all this? Mortgage rates continue to remain incredibly low. Whether you're in the market for a new home or finally convinced to refinance and capitalize on your monthly savings, relying on the people and resources of American financing. Lock into a low rate now and potentially save yourself up to $1,000 a month. That's 12000 a year. Think of how much that can help. When you call American financing, you're talking to a salary-based consultant. There's no pressure, no obligation, no upfront or hidden fees. Just a simple conversation around ways you can save some big money without starting your loan over. Instead, choose any term 10 years and over. Whatever makes sense for your budget and your future. Just do so now while rates remain near historic lows. It only takes 10 minutes to get started. You may be able to close in as fast as 10 days. Call American Financing at 800-777-8109. That's 800-777-8109. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Land Buck Show rolling on here. Thanks for being with us. We're joined now, as we said we would be, by psychologist Mark McDonald. He is the author of United States of Fear, How America Fell Victim to a Mass Delusional Psychosis. Uh, Dr. McDonald, thanks for being with us. Thank you. 
just a question of a quick clarification. I am a medical doctor, so I'm a psychiatrist, not a psychologist. Oh, well, there we go. I'm glad we called you doctor because that one would definitely be true. Yeah. So, no, Dr. McDonald, tell us, uh, sir, what is a mass delusional psychosis and how did this happen? So a mass delusional psychosis, which I began speaking about way back in summer of 2020 and then ultimately wrote a book about it uh, called United States of Fear this past October, is essentially an entire society, meaning the United States, although this extends obviously beyond the U.S., all deciding to go crazy at the same time, meaning that they stop thinking rationally. And we know this from just looking out of our windows and our homes and our cars and seeing people walking, driving, biking by themselves, wearing one, two, three masks, face shields, gloves, shutting down schools for children who really have no business being at home because their job is to be at school and they're completely safe at school, uh, shutting down businesses, um, people not wanting to go into elevators when other people for over a year and a half. This is not rational thinking. And it's not one person, it's not 20, it's an entire country of people all doing it at the same time. And that's why I called it mass delusional psychosis. Uh, Dr. McDonald, is this more of an issue in your experience for children or adults? Who has a harder time grappling with these rules and what the impact might be going ahead? Well, the children would have been fine if we had just left them alone. Yeah. But children take their cues from adults, and they also take their cues from other kids. And when adults tell children, it is too scary and too dangerous for you to go to your friend's house as a, for a sleepover or too dangerous for you to walk to school by yourself without wearing a bunch of masks on your face. And it's too dangerous for you to visit grandma because she might die if you breathe on her. That wrecks a children's psychology. That makes a child believe that his simple presence, the regular activities of his day-to-day life, going to school, visiting with friends, seeing grandma, are now no longer safe or appropriate. And then what happens two years later? We tell them, guess what? Everything's fine now. You don't have to do any of that. The child is completely confused. He's now been conditioned to think that he's a danger to society. He's not going to be able to let that go. Witness today. First day back at school in Los Angeles County, all the children were told you don't have to wear masks indoors. The front page article, LA Times says, no more masks in schools, but 85% of all children continue to wear them. Why is that? Outrageous. We're talking to psychiatrist Mark McDonald. He's the author of United States of Fear, How America Fell Victim to a Mass Delusional Psychosis. Dr. McDonald is, and excuse us here, because you know obviously we don't uh, have medical backgrounds. Uh, I'm wondering, though, if... If this is this in the uh, psychiatric literature, I mean, this notion of a mass delusional psychosis for a time, the term that was being used among some of the media was mass formation psychosis. Is this well studied? I mean, where could people learn more about this? Is this talked about in psychiatric circles? I'm just wondering what, what the clinical diagnosis of this would be. Well, you're referring to a kind of jumbling together of two phrases, which is mass delusional psychosis and also mass formation, the latter of which was coined by a psychologist in Belgium a year or two ago uh, named Desmet, Matthias Desmet. And then Robert Malone popularized the combination of those two by calling it mass formation psychosis. But the word formation really just means psychosis, according to this Belgian psychologist. So mass formation psychosis is just mass psychosis psychosis. It's just repeating the same word twice. But it means the same thing that I mean when I say mass delusional psychosis. And the expression, the idea, has been around for quite a long time. This isn't the first time that this has happened. Look at the Salem witch trials. 
That was a mass delusional psychosis. In Europe, many women were executed in almost every village in multiple countries throughout Europe because they were called witches. And this was insanity on a social level, on a citywide level. It happened in Northern Europe during the 1600s with the tulip craze. Everybody thought tulips were suddenly worth millions of dollars. And they invested in them only to see themselves bankrupted six months later when the market crashed. People get whipped up into frenzies all of the time throughout history in different countries. What's different about this is that it happened the, around the entire world. It wasn't just one town, one city, one state, one country. It was worldwide, rich, poor, first world, second world, third world. This is what makes it unique. This is what makes it different from past crises and mass, delusion, mass delusional hysterias. Dr. McDonald, I'm fascinated by that, the historical cogency you just gave us, because sometimes the emotions of the current day can distract and not make people see things rationally. You just mentioned the tulip craze. That market crashed, making people aware, oh, tulips really didn't have the value that we ascribe <laughs> to them, right? Uh, you That's could right. say the same thing happened with the subprime mortgage crisis in this country on some level. Uh, the great moment in the Michael Lewis book and also the movie where the strippers have multiple homes in Florida, uh, and that's when he, at least in the movie, has a light bulb moment and says, oh my goodness, we're totally in the grips of a delusion as it pertains to housing values. There is a that's crash right. in those examples where people can say, oh, we got this wrong. There's a tangible acknowledgement of the wrongness. Well, Maybe you can yeah. see where I'm going here. Is there any hope of a tangible acknowledgement of the wrongness as it pertains to our response in with COVID? And if you don't get that, how do you pull people out of the grips of this mass delusion? The answer, in a word, is no. And the reason for that is those who have manufactured, who have ginned up, generated, motivated, propagated this mass delusional psychosis, meaning the corrupt politicians, unelected bureaucrats, media and corporate execs have no motivation or interest to acknowledge what they've done none and witness what we've moved on from one crisis which was covid to the next crisis which is ukraine why nothing changed except the politics it is a crisis distraction strategy and it is intentional so that americans and those around the world do not have to look and feel and act on the suffering that they witness in their day-to-day -day lives, economic collapse, open borders, uh, drug addiction, fentanyl overdoses, anxiety, depression, suicide, failing schools, crime, all of that gets put on the back burner during a state of crisis. So no, they will not acknowledge it. The only way for us to move forward and get out of this is for individuals, the parents, uh, the friends, the families, people who have taken hold of and been taken hold of fear become essentially addicted to fear, start to acknowledge that they themselves are hurting each other and themselves by holding on to the fear. And that's why I'm writing a second book right now called Freedom from Fear, a 12-step guide to an individual and national recovery modeled after AA and Jordan B. Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. We cannot look to the top to correct themselves. We have to look to each other and build up from the bottom to get over this fear addiction and hopefully, hopefully block the next crisis from taking over our lives. Psychiatrist Mark McDonald, he has a book out, United States of Fear, How America Fell Victim to a Mass Delusional Psychosis, and another one on the way. And, uh, Doc, please come back and talk to us when that one's ready for uh, ready for the folks to hear about it. I'd love to. Hope to get it out by Easter, perhaps May. All right. Thanks so much.
I mean, that's Clay, fantastic. I, I mean, I've I've been wondering where where are the MDs who will talk about mass delusion psychosis? He said mass formation psychosis. Same thing. Because it's real, because that's what we've gone through, because that's why people that are driving around with masks on alone in their cars don't realize how crazy they are. Well, not only that, I would bet that we are more susceptible than ever before because of the rise of social media. No question. Which is requiring people uh, on pain of social ostracization to all end up with the same opinion at the same time. And that's kind of the joke that we played yesterday with the uh, the comedy uh, bit about how, you know, I was super committed to uh, making sure that I was wearing a mask, and now I've pivoted, as he said, to Ukraine. We're jumping from one basic mob of uh, uh, of appeal to another, and it's really, I, I don't know how you break the, the trend, which is why I thought he was so fascinating. The market-based, when the, when the market collapses, you have to acknowledge, hey, maybe I got something wrong, right? In the 1600s, if you were in Denmark, and you had a ton of tulips that you thought were going to be worth thousands of dollars and they end up worth nothing, you have to acknowledge, hey, there's something wrong here. But that's a market-based response. And maybe the market-based response is we have a deluge in the midterms and that forces some sort of acknowledgement. I don't know, but it's an interesting question, right? Yeah, how do I'm, we get I'm, some of this? I, the, whole, the whole game right now, and notice how he even said that there is this, the, the need for people to throw themselves, they become so attached to their identity as anti-COVID folks, whatever yes. that means to them, to now being the ultimate Ukrainian freedom fighters from afar, um, there is clearly a movement underway for the same forces that pushed for the most insane COVID lockdowns and mitigation strategies and all this stuff to, to just move away from it all so that we don't have that moment of reckoning or recognition. And that's why you and I continue to pound this drum loudly even though I know people might be saying, well, aren't we done with this? No, I assure you, I assure you Fauci is not finished with you yet. There have to be consequences. There has to be a reckoning. And the answer as to when that is, is the midterms in November. Living your life without pain sounds like an easy thing to do, but talk to someone that wakes up every day with chronic pain and they'll tell you differently. It's a series of trials and tribulations to find relief from that kind of everyday pain. That's why we have a solution and the data to back it up. It's Relief Factor. This is a 100% drug-free product which addresses joint pain, the kind you feel in your knees, hips, the back of your neck, or your shoulders. Created by doctors and perfected over 15 years of scientific research, Relief Factor made for you. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. 70% of them go on to order more, which is why if you're currently in pain and have a 7 in 10 chance to eliminate it, aren't those pretty good odds? What do you have to lose? Greg in Hawaii tried it, and he said his knee had started swelling last year, and when he started taking Relief Factor, he figured it was worth a try. Within three days, he was feeling a difference, just three days, and his knee pain was much better. Join the more than half a million people and order the three-week quick start for only nineteen ninety-five. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to get the nineteen ninety-five. Three-week quick start developed specifically for you. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 
When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another healthcare provider. Healthlock.com. Healthlock.com. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back in. Tuesday edition, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We've got some really good guests today. Encourage you to go check them out on the podcast if you haven't already. Uh, Man, Mark McDonald, that was really fascinating. Didn't you think, Buck? I mean, in general... Uh, because he's talking about so much that we have discussed, psychiatrist who has been examining what's going on with COVID and the way that people in this country have responded to it, and how do we get through it, right? How do we emerge on the other side? I've been saying for almost two years now, and I obviously am not a doctor, nor do I play one on radio, 
But just from my understanding of, of these things from uh, being a, as a layperson, that, that essentially masking is a contagious anxiety disorder and that people were convinced that this was going to protect them. And then other people go, oh, my gosh, well, I need to be protected, too. And then and I want to be a good person. And so you have you have essentially a mass mask contagion effect. I've also said that there are anxiety napkins because that's really what they are for people. That's why they want to they want to have it even if they don't need it or they want to have it even between bites because it makes them feel safer. Um, we have gone through a, a a mental illness phase of the whole world, really, alongside a viral pandemic. And, you know, it is important to square up to that and to look at that because it's not just COVID that you're going to see. It's your point, Clay, about the social media effect of all of this. There will be other mass hysterias. There will be other mass mobilizations in defiance of reason, logic, and rationality that very bad people will use for very bad things. I've I've thought of it, and look, we are kind of psychologists. I mean, when you talk on the radio for three hours to people about their emotions and their fear, my, my wife has always said, hey, the reason why you've never needed any therapy is because you get to go on the radio and say exactly oh, what is, you think for three hours. This, this is, is our therapy. therapy. And I also, yeah. I mean, we used to do this both solo. I've told everybody, if you speak for three hours a day into a microphone in a room by yourself, you're probably kind of weird. <laughs> Which I remind everybody, it's like there's like a little something off of like Clay and I are pretty normal dudes, but like there's a little bit of weird. My wife going to do that every day. It's funny you mention that, too. She'll occasionally come up and, you know, like when I'm talking and you know this because you see me, I'll move my hands. Right. Like as if there's somebody who's paying attention, you know, like I'm just kind of a, a hand talker as well. And so or I'll flip my pen or I'll. There's nobody actually, by and large, now at some point we may have a video feed of this, which uh, which will allow that. But it's not as if there's a performance act to this. Like, we're just making the arguments that we would ordinarily do. But it is a little bit funny to be sitting in an empty room when you're sort of gesticulating around, uh, making your arguments, and there's nobody else really there. But I- I've said this as a parent. What I immediately thought of as I saw the masking anxiety take control is it reminded me of my young kids and their security blankets. And if you have young kids out there, maybe your kids did, maybe your kids did not. My kids, when they were young, all of them had a blanket that they would take around with them and that they would insist that they sleep with, that they carry on an airplane with them. If they're in the back of the car and we're going on a long drive, they've got that blanket in their hands. And you, if you're a parent, know that feeling of, hey, i got to wash this thing. It stinks like you've had it in your mouth. You've had it around you all the time. And even taking it to wash it can provoke anxiety in a young child and trying to figure out how you're going to get the child to give up the blanket as they get older can be challenging. It's a combination of that security blanket buck and also the difference is kids aren't sending messages to the world based on having a security blanket. The mask is... Uh, I think you've made this analogy. It is the the, the, the left winger's hat, right? It's the it's MAGA, the MAGA hat. hat. It's the it's the left wing MAGA hat for sure. It has been for a long time. And and if you really want to test that theory out, does everybody remember when there were all these blue check journos? You have a headshot on your Twitter, oh on your God. Facebook. Yes. The whole point is that people see who you are, but also yes. it creates recognition or creates a, an association with your content. People were retaking photos of themselves with their masks yeah. on because it was it was like, you know, putting a, you know, a, a ribbon for, you know, uh, some kind of, re, you know, medical research month or it was, you know, it was like they were doing personal branding 
via their facial photo with a mask on to yes. show that they're Biden voters. And the same thing is true if you go into somebody's social media profile and they have their preferred pronouns, right? I mean, I don't know the percentage of people that insult me that have their personal pronouns in their bio, but it's a wildly overlapping contingent. You know how in nature, whether it's like a coral snake or different animals that are venomous, yes. have the bright colors? That's what I think of with people that, that unnecessarily share their pronouns with me. I'm like, oh, I appreciate this. Because now I know to be careful around you because you're probably a crazy lib. No, You know, it's funny. I would immediately eliminate. Every now and then I get an email signature, and at the bottom it's like, he and him, she and her, whatever it is. I'm like, I'm not working with this person. You know, you're out, you're a married guy. List. You can imagine being, you know, when, you know, in in, uh, in life, you're out in the dating world, Clay, and you come across a, a young lady uh, who has the pronouns. How does the girl have to be for you to overlook the pronouns? The pro- that, that's a very interesting question. But I'll tell you this. The pronouns, it's like seeing those bright colors on the coral snake. Beware. You know you're in trouble. But I bet if she's hot enough, you're willing, you think I can change her. I can fix her. Can neither confirm nor deny, Travis. I guarantee it. Uh, we'll have a fantastic Wednesday show when we come back. Download the podcast. You won't miss a second. Thank you all. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. On the front lines of truth. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, Get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.